Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Got a question for you, listener. Is a just war possible? Think about it. A war that's biblically defendable or divinely supportable? What do you think? Let's put that question to Dr. Jennings, who joins us via Skype. Okay, Dr. J, a just war. What say you? The just war theory is the idea that we can justify taking our nations to war, sending our sons and daughters into combat, killing other people and having our own killed in certain situations, then it becomes justifiable to use physical might to compel, coerce, force, destroy and kill others. Mm -hmm. This is the idea that there is such a state. Justice now is doing what is just or right. Mm -hmm. What determines, though, whether something is just or right is the law. For example, it's just to punch somebody in the face in a boxing match, it's unjust to punch somebody in the face in a soccer match. That's true. It's the rules or the law of the organizations that determine what is just in any sports, nation, kingdom, organization, and so forth. So the question about just war requires us to ask, well, what law lens are we answering the question through? Human law or God's law? And if we're looking at God's law, the creator who built reality and all the laws that reality operate upon? Or are we looking through made-up rules that humans make up? If we do the human made-up rules, then human rules require infliction of punishment, and that's just to punish the rule breaker. And therefore, you can make cases that in certain egregious circumstances that some organizations or countries are doing such bad and wicked things that we all agree is bad. The only way to, to hold them accountable or do justice is to use more force than they can defend against and go to war to punish them for their wrongdoing. And this is the rationale behind a just war. The problem, however, is that if you look through human history, what was a just war at given times and places becomes unjust as we look back on it, mm. uh, because the mindsets, cultures, and beliefs of people and values are constantly changing, and that's what happens with made-up rules and laws, that it's just now, but later it's unjust. And you see this in society today, trying to look back at American history and say how unjust we were when we did this and unjust we were when we did that, and yet at the time, the people thought it was just to do so. Yeah. And so when you come to understand how reality works, you understand that all human warfare damages the warfare participants. It doesn't matter on which side they're on, going to war injures the participants in war. It hardens their heart, it hurts their consciences, it causes trauma, it and causes all types of mental health problems. And the reality is, no matter who started the war and no matter how just you think the cause is, in every war that I know so far, injustices have happened from mm. both sides. Yes, yes. Every time. Yeah. And so the Bible talks about a different type of warfare. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And notice what we demolish. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so the warfare that 
We fight as Christians is a warfare for hearts and minds. We fight against lies with truth. We fight against selfishness with love. We fight against cruelty with kindness and so forth. The Christian does not fight physical wars for land and resources. We use different methods, and the methods we use when we're successful, think this through. Somebody hates us, and we're gracious and forgive them, and ultimately the kindness of God, it says in in Romans, leads us to repentance. The kindness that we reveal leads that person to repentance, and in time that enemy is turned into a friend. That is the Christian ideal that we love our enemies and we pray for those who spitefully abuse us so that the hate in the heart is eliminated and enemies become friends. That is the goal of the Christian warfare. That is not the idea of a just war. When you hear politicians and world leaders talk about a just war, they're trying to justify going to war and killing other people because it's actually unjustifiable to do so. There would be some, Dr. Jennings, who would say, now, wait a minute. If I go and sit outside of an abortion clinic and I shoot the doctor, I'm going to save a whole hundred, possibly hundreds and hundreds of babies. That's got to be just because no one's talking for them. I'm doing it for them, and I'm going to save their lives by killing that doctor. What you've just done is you've just mixed principles with methods. Mm, mm. So we can take the Christian principle that the principle is that we love each other and we are made in the image of God. So human life is sacred and therefore we shall not murder or take other human life. So we protect life. So the principle of protecting human life is the right principle. Mm -hmm. I think most of us can agree upon that, that that human life is sacred. We want to protect life. We don't want to take life. Mm -hmm. So now the next question is, What method do we employ to advance the principle of protecting life? Do we use the method of taking life to protect life? That seems like that cross-purposes to me. And immediately you have, regardless of your motive, regardless of the argument of how just you are, you're now not in God's camp anymore because you're a life taker rather than a life protector. And so that is the whole argument behind the just war aspect. Satan will, will trick people into identifying a right cause, but then he will get people to embrace his methods in pursuing the right cause. Uh, From a human perspective, just war is always a discussion of, quote, the greater good or, quote, the lesser of two evils. And once you go down that cause, you're no longer operating in God's camp anymore. Now you're rationalizing when is it okay to violate God's principles to achieve an outcome that you view as desirable. And that is part of the problem. Now, Dr. Jennings, how about those scenes in the Bible when it seems that God is telling them to do exactly the opposite of what you just said? God is saying, go over there and kill those people and their children and their cattle and their sheep. Go over there and wipe them out. In reading the Bible and using stories like this, is they will lift a story out of the context of human history Mm. and then apply it for a meaning it doesn't actually merit. First context of human history is Genesis. After Adam sinned, the whole human race is in Adam and Eve, and they all have a terminal condition, and every single human being will die of this condition, except Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman is promised the Messiah to crush the serpent's head and provide salvation. Mm -hmm. Without the Messiah, there is no human being saved. They all die. We all die. 
And so the Old Testament narrative is the story of God working to bring the promised Messiah to save the species human and Satan working in the Old Testament to obstruct the plan. Mm-hmm. That's the entire narrative. It's why the flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, and these stories that you just described, Satan is inciting difficulties and conflicts. And then if you look after they came out of their bondage in Egypt, God's plan was, I will send the hornet before you. I'll send the pestilence before you. And little by little, the Canaanites will abandon the land and you will occupy it. And there was going to be no fighting. But the former slaves who had been abused had their God just overthrow the most powerful nation with the 10 plagues. They were feeling full of themselves and they wanted to go to war. And so God said, "Okay, if you're going to insist on going to war, then let's have the least number of people harmed by war. Let's get it done quickly in one generation so we don't have 4,000 years of never-ending conflict with every generation being damaged by war. So if you're going to do it that way, wipe them all out so that you have peace in the land and we can then stop the conflict. And even that was a plan B. I mean, that was a plan B. Plan A was he was going to send the hornets. He was going to figure out some other way of getting them out of the land. That's correct. So people will take that example, misunderstand the the process. The war wasn't the plan. Keeping over the avenue was a plan. God didn't want them to go anyway, but when they insisted on going, then he said, okay, let's let's have the least numbers of people traumatized by war, get it done and get it over. But it was never intention to go to war. A famous Roman general once said, if you want peace, prepare for war. And this is because, understand, I describe what the Christian approach. The Christian has been reborn. The Christian's heart motive is no longer self-centeredness and how much can I get at the expense of others. The Christian's heart motive is love for God and love for my neighbor. Uh, How can I be a blessing to my community? That's the Christian approach. And that's why we don't go to war because we're trying to advance the kingdom of God. But the unconverted in the world, they don't have a reborn heart. Their primary driving motive to action is fear and selfishness. Fear drives them. How much can they get? The survival drives, kill or be killed. And so what stops them from going to war is not that they love their neighbor, they love the country next to them. What stops them going to war is the perspective that they believe that the nation next to them is so strong they went to war, it'd wipe us out, so let's not go to war. So if you want to have peace, prepare for war. And so there is a place in the world of sin in which we live for a nation that wants to be at peace with its neighbors to have a very strong military capable of taking out any aggressive, hostile enemy very quickly and effectively, and it's less likely to result in war. We'll have more years and generations of peace. But that's only because we're dealing with the unrighteous in the world, and their motive is that of fear. Well, that is good news for anyone who is fearful of being the kind of Christian that God wants us to be. God is there, according to what you said, to send the hornets. He will fight our fights for us, and we just need to leave it at that. We need to let God do God's thing. Am I right in saying that? That's exactly right. But then they will say, yeah, but okay, fine. I get that. All right, great. So we got a nice nation here. We're, we're not going to seek and we're not going to attack. We're not going to invade. But you know what? There's wicked people and there's wicked yeah, nations and, yeah. and other wicked leaders are going to take their nations to war. Yeah. So is it just then uh, when another nation goes to war for us to respond with war? And so to act in ways that bring war to go to war is always unjust in God's view. Yeah. However, when another person initiates a war, 
the just righteous action of any parties who have the means to do so is to bring that war to conclusion mm. as quickly as possible with the most effective interventions that will cause the least amount of death, harm, and suffering to all parties involved. So yes, if someone goes to war, you want to take actions that will minimize the suffering and bring closure as quickly as possible. So to answer the question, Dr. Jennings, is a just war possible? You say what? In the human landscape, no, all wars unjust. There are no just wars. Right. They're all unjust, and they all do injustice. But there is a type of war that is just, and that's the one I read about. It's a war for heart and minds. It's the war where truth battles with lies. It's a war with love overcomes selfishness. It's a war where kindness overcomes cruelty. It's a war where generosity overcomes self-centeredness and exploitation. This type of war is a just war, and we should engage in it for battling for every single human heart and mind. That's the war I want to fight, Dr. Jennings, and that's the war you fight every day in your practice and also here on this radio program and on your website, comeandreason.com. Listener, there are a lot of weapons of war there of the kind that Dr. Jennings just said. The Remedy, which is a paraphrase of the Bible, sharing tracks, Bible studies available. Also some wonderful books that can be made available to you there at comeandreason.com. And I recommend that you spend some time there prayerfully also, if you become a member, there are some uh, there are some benefits. What are some of those benefits if you become a member there at comeandreason.com, Dr. Jennings? We do a, a Bible study every week. We have a live Q&A, and the members can submit their live Q&A questions. We have an audio, could it be the symbol, available for members. We have the um, video of the Journal of the Watcher book, yes. which is an illustrated book oh, that the uh, members can access. And and there are other member benefits there as well. And the benefits, very evident at the very beginning, because how much does it cost to become a member? Zero. Zippo. Free. It's absolutely free. Comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, as always, thank you for sharing your thoughts today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mill, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>